Kendi, Rockstars. Prepare for a treat, let's meet and greet some bands and singers that are super sweet Making music that's fun for boys and girls, help them learn about this great big world Fun for the family, yes it's true, your kids will love it and you will too Clap and dance and sing aloud, become a part of the kindy crowd These songs will make you move your feet and give your ears a great big treat So settle in, grab your guitars, and let's get to know our kindy rock stars Hello everyone and welcome to Kindy Rockstars. This is the show that gives you the stories behind the songs from some of the best bands and singers that are making fun, informative, educational, catchy, and occasionally silly songs for children and families. I'm your host, Patrick Adams, and each episode of Kindy Rockstars will feature an artist and a featured song. So let's get to this week's show. Joining me today is Little Miss Anne. Welcome to the show. Hi, Patrick. How are you? I'm good. So tell me about yourself. Uh, tell me about your, your background and how you got into kindy music. I will. Okay. Um, well, I was in bands throughout grad school. I uh, went for my master's in special education, and I always just did it for fun. And when I was um, teaching, I was a former Chicago public school teacher. Um, I had my daughter and I would bring my guitar while I was teaching and played for the kids, mostly kids on the spectrum. And as time went on, the music kind of took over more and I decided to, to pursue music and give up my very structured job to um, pursue music. And I never regret one day of it. It's been a wonderful experience. So, so what... When did you know that, okay, kindy music is going to be my thing? So I work at this place called the Old Town School of Folk Music, and some parent handed me a couple albums. And one of them was, I think, Woody Guthrie, and the other one was Ella Jenkins, actually three albums. And the other one was Elizabeth Mitchell. And Elizabeth Mitchell really resonated with me. And I told my husband, I'm like, let's, let's make an album. And my husband, Patrick, <laughs> his name's Patrick as well. Patrick it's Thomas. a great name. Yeah, so it is a wonderful name. And I said, and he is the drummer for the band. And I told him, um, you know, I think I'm going to make a kid's album. And the next day he went in with me and we, he drummed. I didn't really know what I was doing at the time. I've learned a lot since then. And in the beginning, maybe I was a little more educational and um, as time has gone on, it's been a good mix between educational and kindy music. So I definitely have some songs that rock. And but I also really, really like some nurturing educational songs as well. So somewhere in between the two of the worlds. So Very cool. Um, so I know you've had a chance to work with some other kindy artists. I interviewed Amy Lisa De Jesus and she brought your name up. So tell me what it was like to collaborate with, with the other artists. I've collaborated with uh, several artists. Uh, Uno, dos, tres, Andres. We did a song called Fly, Shine, Soar. I've collaborated recently with Red Yarn, Andy, 
Andy uh, Ferguson on a song called I Hear America Singing. And I have a song with Lucy Kantari, and that's coming out soon as well, I think. And it's been wonderful. I learned so much and it's great to collaborate with people and that we can do it from other states now. It doesn't have to be in the same studio anymore. Um, technology has been really great for collaboration. Yeah, no, if that's one thing that the pandemic has really helped, it's, it's with people's uh, ability to work together online and especially with music. You know, I, just in you know, regular music, I've, I love these collaborations that these bands have come together and done, you, some song covers and things like that where everybody's just playing in their room, but it all gels together and it's really, really fun. Yeah, one of the most fun, one of the most fun collaborations I did was with a group of kids musicians called Kindiana Jones. And <laughs> during KindyCom, you know, KindyCom Fest, um, we would actually rent a studio as headed by Mo Phillips, who's out in Oregon. And there was a, several kids musicians and we did three songs and all the money that was raised or all the money we received all went to music um, and other charitable programs. And we've done three songs and that was the most fun. There were so many musicians involved in that one. So check it out, Kindiana Jones. Kindiana, I love that name. Yeah. Um, so have you or will you get your, uh, get your child involved in creating music? Oh, well, thank you so much that this is the true compliment because my kids, my one daughter is actually 20 years old. Oh, wow. So are you talking about <laughs> oh, kids in general or my own daughter? Your daughter. Yeah, I okay. thought, she, I thought so she was much younger. She, <laughs> she kind of went through different phases. When she was really little, she would she would sing on stage. She, would, she was like, um, and then she went through phases where she was a merchandise girl. And then she went through phases <laughs> where she would open up for us with a song. I remember her singing Riptide. And I'm happy to say that she plays guitar on her own and, you know, does it more for, for uh, therapy and for relaxation. But I'm happy because I really feel that music has so many benefits psychologically. I, do, I give talks about this. And so I'm really happy that my daughter somehow music has gotten into her <laughs> so that's good all right so I, I ask a lot of the other artists this but um leading up to the pandemic were you actively you know playing shows touring or whatever and then what did you do when everything kind of closed down oh, okay this is a good question um well you know before the pandemic i was playing you know mostly in chicago but a lot of out-of-state uh concerts as well. The last place I traveled to was LA and I did some show, a show with Twinkle Time and also a show at Gay, McCabe's, uh, the famous guitar shop. And I remember coming back and doing a couple shows and then, you know, the cancellations came in and, you know, at the time it was like the rug was being pulled out from underneath us. But then we started all adapting and pivoting. I don't want to use the word pivoting, but, <laughs> um, and using, doing virtual shows. And there's been so many benefits that have come from, um, doing virtual shows and connections and friendships and opportunities. I, for the most part, I prefer to see people, three-dimensional people, and I love kids. And this is why I do what I do. And I love, I just love the connection, but I also enjoy doing virtual shows. So very good. 
All right. Are you ready to get into a song? Okay. Yes. This episode's song is called Ube. And I know what Ube is because my wife is from the Philippines. But yeah. And tell us uh, what inspired you to write this song. All right. So first of all, I grew up learning Ube was a purple yam. Um, and then when I went to the Philippines for the first time two years ago, I learned they say Ubi, but Amer- a lot of Americans say Ube. So it's not totally incorrect. But anyway, Ube is a purple yam that's used for a lot of Filipino desserts. And it is the latest pastry craze. Let me tell you, if you go to Trader Joe's, you'll find like five or six Ube products. Everyone sends me a text or a picture if they're eating something with Ube now, <laughs> a donut or a piece of, uh, you know, a cupcake. In fact, I even went into a coffee shop and she made me test out something that was Ube because she knew I had an Ube song. <laughs> So anyway, um, I, I was actually raised and uh, I was actually born here in Chicago and um, Filipino American and but um, grew up with that purple yam that color that you'll never forget. It's so bright and purple and there's so much intrigue and mystery around ube. So I had to write a song about it. Yeah, no, it cracked me up. I, I remember when I went to the Philippines uh, and was introduced to that in the form of ice cream. So. Yeah. I said, here, here, try this ube ice cream. I'm like, all right, first of all, what is ube? <laughs> I need to know that before I try it. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't only the ice cream. Then all of a sudden there was an ube cake. And so I, I began to learn how popular this was. And um, you come back here to the States and so few people probably would know what it is. You know, you go into any yeah. grocery store, um, you know, normal uh, Western chain, you're not going to find it. But yeah, go into the, the Asian grocery stores and, uh, you'll probably run into it. It's getting more and more popular. At least I, it is in Chicago, which is making me happy because growing up, you know, eating Asian food isn't all in the suburbs of Chicago isn't always the most popular thing. <laughs> so my fifth album, I wrote that song and it was the first song they played on Sirius X um, Kids Place Live of mine. And before that, I never really had a lot of Filipinos or even Asian Americans come to my shows and then little by little after that song they were there for the Ube song and that really made me proud actually made me very happy to represent so very cool all right well let's play the song here is Ube by Little Miss Anne
And that was Ube. And to all my American friends out there, go out and, and try this. It's actually quite tasty. <laughs> it is all delicious. Right. All right, and tell everyone where they can stream and download that song and where they can find and connect with you on social media. Sure, you can find that song on Spotify or any streaming uh, platform. And you can find me on Instagram, Little Miss Ann Music or Facebook or any of those fun, fun places to find people. So excellent. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining the show, Ann. It's been a pleasure. Oh, it's been a pleasure for me as well. Thank you, Patrick.